0: Well, I want to thank everybody for joining me this afternoon. I'm Leon Davis, and this is Altitude Adjustment. Um, your your screen is not uh, fooling your eyes. I am having some difficulty with the camera today, so uh, what you will not get is a picture of my charming face, but what you will get is an opportunity to listen to and learn about uh, a really interesting uh, gentleman that I've met. Is Alton uh, Sanders, and we'll start that up right now all righty well welcome um mr sanders
1: well i'm happy to be here
0: well thank you very much so i want to mention to everyone that um you may not you may have some difficulty hearing him he's in um hawaii i i know that that, that's going to bring about a little jealousy but he's in hawaii and he so the connection may not be as best that we like But uh, thank you for joining me this afternoon.
1: You're so welcome, most definitely.
0: Okay, so um, I I understand you have a business, and you how How long ago did you start your
1: business? I started my business back in California, back in uh, 1998. Um, 1998. Yes, now in California.
0: Okay, so so let's go back and let's. Uh, get a. Uh, I was looking on your webpage uh, for your for your company, and you talk about your. Uh, you have a BA in physical education.
1: Yes. Uh huh.
0: Okay, and say, tell me a little bit more about your education.
1: I went to uh, I went to Chico State back in 1979 um, with my major in exercise science and um, uh, physical education. It was a new major back then; they just starting the. You can become a teacher or you could be uh, um, someone working in the uh, um, health field and uh, just changing over to exercise science. And um, I went for about four years. I didn't finish, but I went back later and went to UC Davis and then also back to um, uh, Chico State where I uh, went to fin- and finished off my degree in 2000 after coming back from Germany. Okay. So you were in the military? Yes, I was in the Army. uh, I'm a a Deadestorm veteran. Uh, I was in the military for four years. uh, I was in Deadestorm. Um, Did my four years and got out. When uh, when the war was over, I got out. and um, Was in a marriage at the time in Germany. Lived in Germany for six and a half years. And wound up going through divorce and came back to the United States. And that's what actually... That was in 94, and that's what kind of started my journey on what my business is all about, spiritual fitness.
0: Okay. Um, so um, there was uh, something else that uh, that caught my eye. Uh, you were a massage therapist at uh, National Holistic, Inst- Holistic Institute? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, National Holistic Institute in um, Emeryville, California. <laughs> and I started off as a massage therapist. I worked, that was my, uh, after I got out of the military, I came back to the United States. Um, I wanted to change careers, and uh, like I was saying, I was a very, what we call a Yang style, very hard style, you know, military, you know, gun hole and everything else. Mm -hmm. And um, after coming back to the United States and being very humbled, I got into the massage field. Okay. And after I was in the massage field, I'd say about four years, um, I wound up uh, going into teaching massage and okay. I started teaching at the school that I went to at NHI and a couple other massage schools too.
0: Okay, and then um, let's see. You helped create the national test.
1: Yes, for... I, was on the, I was on the national um, board, and, um, NCTMB um, for mas- massage therapy Mm -hmm. And I uh, worked on, I was one of the men who made, one of the people who made up the uh, national exam, and I also, um, after a few years, um, I went on to the, another committee with the national board where people were trying to come back, come into the profession and take the national exam who had had um, some problems, you know, they had a felony or something bad happened to their life, and they try to, you know change their life or maybe they did and maybe they didn't, and we had to go through all their paperwork to give them the yay or nay if they were able to take that um, national exam or no. mm, okay. So yeah, I worked with the national board for um, probably about 12, 13 years, and um, had a great, really awesome time, great board to be on when I was on it. Um, traveled all over, you know, back east, and also back in the west. and. Um, great group of people and just enjoyed my time learned a lot about the MSI field
0: okay so so um th- let me play this video before i get into your actual techniques and you know what you teach uh give me a second let me get this started all right i, I thought the video was Man. just absolutely you probably won't be able to hear it but it, it was absolutely fantastic beautiful scene uh, great sky, just beach. So tell me a little bit about it.
1: Well, um, what I do out here when I came to Hawaii, and I'm like, I'm okay, just I'm a second. Back to I'm sorry, go this ahead. This is what I call my my mm-hmm. Being a military brat, my dad was in the military, um, I was in the military. I moved every four years of my life, and. Um, up and now I'm 56 years old, so you can see that I was quite a bit of moving. And I've always wanted to come back to Hawaii, and life took its, its toll, and I was moving all over the place, and things happened here and there, and I never got to the place I wanted to be until two years ago. And um, the world, the universe just worked with me, um, I met a lady, and she wound up wanting to come to Hawaii also, and it all happened very quickly. Moved to Hawaii, um, set up my business, got it going. I've been working on my business in Hawaii now for uh, over a year. Um, Out in that scene that you see me on the beach, that's one of the things that I kind of, it's my giving back to the universe with so much that I've been given. And I do yoga out on the beach, and uh, anybody can come. All they have to do is get in contact with me. I work with yoga out on the beach. We do little meditations. Get them into uh, what we call my I call my spiritual fitness, and that is just going in within within your yourself and finding the best you. And um, I do that through meditation and through working out. Um, whether it's yoga, um, it's bodybuilding, it could be swimming, it could be paddling, whatever it is, whatever you enjoy the most. That's what I want to bring out, get you working with first to get you into a um, more holistic life, or um, what I call the fitness lifestyle, spiritual fitness.
0: Okay, so so some people, when they when they think of spiritual, they think of um, religion, and mm-hmm.
1: you see it differently. Yeah, I see um differently. I was raised very religious, um, Southern Baptist, um, and uh, I have nothing uh, living nothing against religion. I just know that my path change later on in my life, spirituality um, brought me to an all-encompassing God, uh, whatever you want to call it, God, Buddha, Muhammad, whatever name you want to give that huge presence um, in the universe, uh, that right there completely changed my life. I saw uh, a God as something not damning, not putting me down, and not something that I had to work toward there was something that was within me and it's within every single person and that changed and evolved my life to where it's going right now. It's an amazing, amazing thing and I feel that you can be in religion, you can be in anything you know, Catholic, Buddhist, whatever religion you're in um, you can still be spiritual. Okay, okay.
0: So, So have you found People really receptive
1: to your teachings yes nowadays very much so a lot I see a lot so many people um, kind of going through the or gone through the same uh, things that I have um, learning that um, it's an inner journey it's something that um, I feel that all people have to go through and should go through um, finding out about themselves how they tick, how they work um, instead of being so external, and what I mean by that is, you know, we grow up, and when we grow up, we're out pleasing everybody. It starts off with the parents or whoever is raising you or whoever, whatever environment you're in. We're out in this external pleasing thing, and we keep on doing this external pleasing, and we find out that when, um, in the end, um, that person may not be happy or that um, individual may not be uh, welcoming. Um, to us. So I've really found, and I continue to do it now, that starting to, not being selfish, more selfless, going within and um, finding out what makes me tick. Why do I enjoy life? What do I want out of life? What do I love life? Who do I love? There's that inner journey. Instead of trying to look outside of myself and trying to please, being that people pleaser, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's a habit that we all have. You know, at the beginning, we want to please mom. We want to please dad. I want to make the the, the girlfriend, the wife. I want to make the clergy, whoever. I want to make them happy. But in the end run, we always come back. It always sends us back into ourselves. That's what I found myself doing. So I found out it made it so much easier. When I could look at myself and find out how I ticked, instead of going out where way I was taught, where I was learned, I was a very, I was raised to be a thinker, you know, a problem solver, and it was always that external. And I found out that it's so much easier for me as an individual to look at me and work on me mm-hmm. than to look out and a thousand other people, a million other people, and trying to figure out how they tick. That was the confusion that I learned, and I found out that individual, me going within, and finding out how I tick made life so much easier, and it still does to this day. Not perfect or anything of that sort, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, To me, there's no perfection. There's getting better, but um, I'm as perfect as I'm going to be today, Uh, and uh, that inner journey is something that's constant. And yoga brought me big time. Yoga and massage, those two aspects of my life right now, both of them brought me to the myself. When I mean self with that capital S, it brought me to who I truly am. And I'm always um, striving to make it better and better and better every day. And the energy of it works.
0: Okay. So, so how does. Well, I I know you do paddling or uh, rowing. Uh Yes. And you competed in a a, a rowing recently. And the bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the bodybuilding, yes. And
1: the bodybuilding. Yeah, the bodybuilding for for a few years, too. And that competition, yeah. Yeah, that competition just this past weekend, um, last weekend, I should say, um, been working for, believe it, uh, only a year and a half. And uh, I, you know, got a, my first year. Got a few medals, and it was all silver and bronze. But this year, starting off this year, last week um, at the paddlers' open here in Maui, Kihei, Maui, at um, the club that I uh, am with, it's the uh, Kihei Canoe Club. Uh, for the uh, race that I was in, we took a uh, gold. My first gold um, for paddling. So that was a very special event for me. So the short, but hard work is paying off.
0: Very good. And you talk about um, about your family um, supporting you. How did they help you uh, with your business, getting
1: your business going? Yes, Um, my family. When I say my family, um, I have two kids, and uh, they live over in Germany. Tina and Randy. They live in Germany. uh, My ex-wife was a German national. And when the separation, I came back, and they stayed with their mom over in Germany. And it was a very, very um, uh, hard situation for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I love my kids, and uh, when I got separated from them and came back uh, through the separation and trying to get them to come over, and things didn't work out, and they couldn't come over for years, and we finally got together. My whole focus, again, that inner journey, was um, how can I become the best me? How can I get in contact or keep the contact with my kids? Um, and I honestly, uh, I'm telling back in '98, '99, I almost gave up. You know, like mm-hmm. couldn't get them. Things were happening, and the the ex wouldn't send them over. Um, there's a big, you know, the court battles and all stuff going on, and I almost gave up. And my mom. Um, I love love my mom to death, and she has dementia, and it's very bad. She's in the uh, last stages of it right now. Mm -hmm. But um, one thing that rang in my head for so many years and touched my heart and kept me driving on is my mom told me when I wanted to give up. She goes, never, never, she said, son, don't ever lose contact with him, no matter what. No matter what happens do not leave con lose contact with them and I stuck to that I wrote them and as time progresses we got into the internet and you know Skype and all this other kind of stuff and I kept in contact with them so my mom was a big pillar on me staying in contact with my kids my kids were my rock anytime I was in any sport any schooling that I went to um, they were in my heart and they kept me driving on um, they're growing today they're um, as a matter of fact, on the 22nd, they're going to be um, 28 years old, and um, both of them twins, a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. And at that uh, that time when I lost, I felt like I lost them. Now, now it's later on in life, and I've gone back, I went over to Germany and saw them uh, almost two years ago, and um, even with my ex wife we hadn't seen in 20 something years almost 30 years and um hadn't seen her and um let me tell you it was an experience and that family bond right there is what continually kept me going my mom my kids my brothers and my sisters you know mm-hmm. everybody has helped me out so much tremendously um so family is a very strong uh part of my life um it's that, what, what really keeps me going all the time. I'm um, never lonely. Like the times, you know, we do get kind of a, you know, is there people out there? Is there someone that can, someone with me or someone for me? And um, I find all the time just that family part my mom, my dad, my kids, my brothers, my sisters. That's um, what has always kept me going. Never, I would never ever lose that. Um, it's, it's a it's a great thing. You know, we have troubles in life. We have a lot of things that happen in our life, but um, that bond, the family unit, and the um, family unit is the biggest, the biggest hold I feel for anybody. Uh, once you keep that family going, you know, you can get through anything. So some people may not have it, but when you really seep down in it, it may not be a blood family, or whatever. Because I've had. Um, guardian parents. That bond is the strongest bond I feel of anything. Besides what I truly believe. in.
0: Okay, so let me ask you a couple of questions about um, when you did you find it difficult getting your business started? Um, what what was the I guess what was the biggest challenge that you had at, at
1: getting your business started? <clears throat> I'm glad you asked that one. My biggest biggest challenge was me, the fear of success. My biggest problem was um, getting out of the status quo, doing everything that everybody thought that Alton should do. That was my biggest problem. Um, Because being that people pleaser, and a lot of times being a doormat, you know, it's pretty much, you know, I'm a big guy, I'm very strong, you know, I've been into all kinds of stuff. You know, fights, and, you know, I've been into martial arts, all this kind of stuff. But the thing is, like I find I find out that um, self-worth, my self-worth, that's what kept me back. Growing my business and building my business, I had to get over that fear of success. And another thing, a fear of failure.
0: that's was kind of right
1: in the middle there, right in the middle.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. You, you said a fear of success, and most people look at it as a fear of failure.
1: Yeah, yeah. When the fear of success, and this is very, this is why, I'm, I as a child growing up, Martin Luther King, um, looking at him, I uh, look at the president Lincoln, uh, JFK, me growing up, those are the people that I looked at. And I saw him making a change in the world. And this is at a young age. I'm talking when I was like six, seven years old, you know. Mm -hmm. I looked at this, and I'm going like, these guys are getting up there, and they're helping people, and they're speaking from their heart. They want the best for humanity, but they got killed when they got there. Someone shot them. Someone took them out. So I always thought in my head, why do I want to, why would I want to be famous why would I want to be up there you know working for all these people because they're going to take me out I'm trying to give out the good word but they're going to be taken out mm-hmm. that was my fear of success oh okay. okay that's where I had the fear of success okay. that was my biggest thing because I had that little trigger in my head that if you get big if you get out there and you get the, the word out someone's going to want to take you out because they're not they don't want the truth out there that was my fear of success. I got you, I got you. What got me over that, what really got me over that and geared into my heart again was that it's not about, it's not all about um, me having that fear of someone taking me out. It's about me being strong within my heart, me being strong and being um, successful, being happy and being able to radiate that energy out. And whatever happens after that, I don't have to worry about because the word, the message, whatever is going to get out there, will be out there, and it's out there for for me. From what I know, it's out there for eternity. So that was my hardest part, and that and it took a year. Sometimes that was in my I was in my late 30s, almost yeah, 40, early 40s mm-hmm. when, that, when I when I told you
0: Okay, I'm um, kicking. Okay. Yeah, because you talk about you, you're still going. That's still a journey for you. You're still progressing yes. within yourself. What? What? What do you? Where do you? Have you picked for yourself some place that you would like to be, uh, personally or professionally?
1: Yes, I am right now. This is, the, this is the beauty of it. You know, I am not rich by no means. And I'm 56 years old, not proud of this, but I'm understanding it a lot more now. I've lived in poverty all my life, you know, Mm -hmm. not making uh, much money at all. So I've lived in poverty pretty much all of my life. But I've been to places people have never been. I've been to Germany. I've been to Italy. I've been to almost all the 50 states. You know, I've been to war. I've been in, in the military. So I've seen a lot But I've lived in poverty, and that stems from poverty thinking. It's from what has been drilled at me for years and years and years, from watching the TV. Every time I saw uh, on the TV, everything that I saw about a black man or somebody of um, another color, you know, every time I see them on TV, they're in jail. They're beating someone up. They're shooting somebody. They're killing somebody. So I resonated with that because they had the same color skin with me, and they were in the same position. So I kept on seeing that, and I'm like, I don't want to go to jail. I don't, you know, that's, that's not me. So It was a huge battle. So I had to learn that the programming that was put on me through the TVs, through the media, through everything else, all that programming that was put out there. I had to learn how to retrain my brain, and that's how I work my business. I train my people that I work with. I learn, train them to train their own brain to take out those negative things that they've been taught and they've been given for years and years and years to take those things out because it's like it's like having a CD, and that CD is etched you know, with all these thoughts and things coming from mom, the clergy, from the churches, from the schools, all these thoughts, which are really not mine. They're thoughts from other people. Taking all those thoughts, being aware of them, I become aware of them first. Then I let them go. But the difference is what I've learned to do, I have to replace them. I have to replace those thoughts. Mm -hmm. I have to replace them with something it's positive a lot of people will ask me this and my clients will always say well what i can't think of anything i say one thing that we all have everything has this it has an opposite so if you have a little bit of difficulty in finding out how can i switch this negative you just flip it everything has an opposite again you just keep that that little snowball going I keep on looking at things that are more positive. It could be a baby, you know, it could be my dog, it could be the cat, it could be the birds, it could be nature. You know, I okay. keep on that role going. And that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me in tune. And that's what I look at as uh, my spiritual essence. Okay.
0: So now on your website, uh, I noticed that you have some products for sale.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do um uh, so yoga. Um mm-hmm also sell a lot of um, crystals and jewelry my girlfriend she makes jewelry and i went with her and um showed her how uh crystals because she used a lot of uh other things to wrap and weave for um pendants and necklaces and earrings and so forth okay but using natural crystals natural stones i also uh, do online training um yoga and also um you know I'm, i'm an amazon affiliate so Anything doing with the holistic, holistic living, mm-hmm. that's what I like to give out to people. Now, Anything do you, natural.
0: Do you include uh, diet in that?
1: Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, it's not I like to call it meal planning. Meal planning. Because of, um, the one word that's in diet is die. And um, okay. one thing about a diet is, and people don't really look at this, is that it is a huge market. I'll give you a real quick example here. What happens is, When somebody's um, out there looking to get fit, they're looking just to be healthy. There's such a confusion out there, such a huge confusion, what should I eat? How much should I eat? Where should I go? Um, How many times should I eat? It's so confusing, so much confusion that people just give up. And literally, it's simple. So it's a meal plan. I tell people, you have to meal plan. You have to set up your meals. and you set up those meals, that's what's set up for people. It's a meal plan to their specification. Not everybody likes to eat the same things. But the bottom line is you got proteins, you have fats, and you have carbohydrates. And there's a certain amount of those that you want to put in your body and you want to have them all. Because the business is this out there. And it's very simple that in order to make for me to make you make money, I mean, for me to make money, I gotta keep you confused. So what I'm gonna do with this diet is I'm gonna pull one of those ingredients out, or am I gonna lessen it? I'm gonna take it down. Because when I take one of those fats, carbohydrates, carbohydrates, um, or proteins, I take them down, the body, yes, it will automatically start losing weight. It's being deprived. But what happens with most people is they do it for a while, you know, and they get into those habits and all they do it for a while, and maybe that say that carb that they were diminishing so low, all of a sudden they get a taste of it again, and the body just craves it and it goes crazy on it. Of so all that weight comes back. So then you're up in this yo yo up and down mm-hmm. and you're switching diets. You have no idea how many people I talk to and how many diets they've been through. So a diet isn't the key. It's, it's your meal plan. And the easiest way is simply eat natural. The closer that food is to being natural, the more healthy it is for you. All the preservatives and all that stuff in the stores and the food that we eat. The body is literally fighting it. Your body is literally fighting the food that you're putting into the body and then sends it to most of it, sends it to the liver, the carbohydrates and the overload, overload, spends it, sends it to the liver, and stores it as fat. And that's why in America today, especially in America, we have an obese level that is off the charts. It's because of what is being pumped out just for money. What's being pumped out into people's face to eat, eat this, eat this, eat this, and it's not even food. So that meal planning is the key. Gotcha.
0: Okay, so I wanna thank you. That uh, pretty much wraps up the time. Um, I'm gonna uh, give you an opportunity to uh, give everybody your email or uh, your web address.
1: Okay. www.spiritualfitness.biz You can get me on my Facebook, Alton Sanders, Instagram, YouTube. Go on there. You'll find me, Alton Sanders, www.spiritualfitness.biz.
0: And you do uh, work with people on an individual level?
1: Yes, online or personally. Yes.
0: Excellent. I want to thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. It has been a great time uh, having a chance to talk to you. If I could get you to hold on for a moment. If I can get get you to hold on for a moment, I'm going to close the show and then uh, we'll talk a little bit and I'll let you go.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much.
0: Well, that wraps up everything for today, folks. Uh, I want to thank you very much for joining me. You remember that you can replay this uh, video podcast here on YouTube. The audio podcast is available on Stitcher.com, podcast.com, available in the iTunes store and the Google Music Play store. The internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like and share and comment on this episode wherever you find it. Because it does matter. As always, be cool, be calm, but above all, be careful and look out for the other guy. Because they may not be looking out for you.
1: you